Welcome to episode 14 of Overshang Wearing. In this episode, I'm going to chat about lockdown 2.0 and how we're still weary and struggling to cope after the last lockdown and how that is going to have an impact on how we manage in this one. I'm also going to talk about negative behavioural patterns and how we can combat them at this very stressful time. So... (laughs) Let's kick off. We're in lockdown number two. Ah, my bloody God. I read the most interesting article last weekend by Caitlin Moran about likening the lockdown number two to a sequel. So Ghostbusters 1, brilliant. Ghostbusters 2, not so brilliant. Some dodgy guy comes to life out of a painting and tries to nick Sigourney Weaver's baby. I mean, you can't even make that shit up. And this is like Ghostbusters 2. It's unbelievable. There is no point to it. It's too late in the day. All of this should have happened weeks ago. And now we're five weeks from Christmas. Everybody is feeling down in the dumps and to a certain extent untethered. It's brought such a huge amount of internal angst for people. And as a result, there is and will continue to be a huge decline in people's mental health. In the first lockdown, it was such a shock and it happened so quickly that we didn't really have time to kind of think how this was going to affect us and our lives and the people around us. Most of us took it day by day, cooking, trying to stay buoyant and because we didn't know what, what the time frame was, we just went with it. But what I've found is by talking to people is that there's a now a huge contrast between lockdown one and how people were coping and feeling and lockdown two. Mainly down to the weather, mainly because this year has been a complete write-off. A huge amount of it, as you know, has been absorbed by the virus And I think people feel a sense of grief about not being able to live their lives as they had done previously. For me, a lot of this year has been a bit of an internal power struggle, trying to accept what's happening and to not try and overreact. Because, yep, you've guessed it by now, my default is to overreact. (laughs) Like a lot of people as well, I think in the first lockdown that we all had, to a certain extent, a lack of discipline when it came to looking at the news. As it all unfolded, we would scroll and scroll and we'd all be absorbing huge amounts of very negative and frightening information. And I found it really hard to step away. And also, like many people, I lost my job due to the pandemic. And so I suddenly had all this time to think... And that's not always a good thing. And we were, we'd previously been so busy living our lives and then suddenly we're in this enforced period of having to stay indoors, which is a good thing and it's saved many lives. So I'm not trying to say that lockdown isn't a good thing, but it's also so unnatural. And one of the first things that really bedded in with me is that even though we are doing the right thing and a lot of us followed the rules that yet the amount of just this impending sense of doom and fear hasn't left us 
And so that's a long time to be carrying around all these negative and frightened feelings. I also had a lot of time to think about anxiety and having done this podcast and how I've always had low level anxiety to very high levels all my life and that it's been humming away in the background even when all was well with the world and I sort of look back now and I think "Mm, I didn't really need to be anxious but you can't keep dragging up the past I can't keep looking back to the person I was 10-15 years ago and berate myself like I talked about with my friend Tuesday we can't keep looking back and tormenting ourselves for behaving and thinking a certain way that time's gone, we now need to look at today. And I know that's obvious and probably sounds a bit corny, but actually we will walk around maybe berating ourselves for not behaving or feeling strong and being the person we thought we would be. But what about if we just say, well, what about we start being that person today? But we're in a lockdown. We've got more time again to think more time on our hands and that again is difficult to cope with and I also was thinking a lot about how my anxiety has affected my behaviour and actually led to negative behavioural patterns that I found very hard to break when I was younger. Our basic need is to be loved and to feel cherished and wanted And because that didn't feature as much as I would have liked in my childhood or hoped for, I've always not felt whole, if I'm honest. And I think I've tried to fill that void with other things and that haven't actually served me well. And the same could be said if you've been through a trauma. There's no definitive way to know how to heal. And often we're looking to repair the damage without even realising it through negative behaviour. We're not actually taking into consideration what is good for us. We're just filling a void, whether that's through overeating, not eating at all. These things can display themselves as addictions. And I think for a lot of people, they're searching and they don't even realise it to kind of like numb those feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, lack of self-esteem. I think that is a key thing, actually. The lack of self-esteem and not feeling in control really, really impact anxiety. And if you're in a constant state of anxiety and you have been for a long time, it will come a point when there is such a build-up that it's incredibly hard to focus on anything else. It, it's a huge thing and it will affect you on so many levels, physically, mentally, how you view yourself, how you view your life and how you cope. So all of that goes out the window with anxiety and depression and you feel incredibly low reserve of everything, like you've got nothing to give and that is incredibly frightening And actually, this year for a lot of people hasn't been good anyway. And this pandemic has just added, it's like a huge thick layer of dust that we're slightly suffocating under. And and sometimes it eases and it's manageable and other times it's really, really not. 
I'll be honest, last weekend, I just sort of hit a point of feeling incredibly upset and wondering what what's going to happen next. For me, for my children, how it's going to impact their lives, the long-term effects of this pandemic. And it's scary. And I didn't have the answers at the time. And I kind of lost it and was crying, classically in a car park outside a supermarket. But I think actually it's important to say that and and to talk about that kind of thing because I, we've all had those moments of feeling incredibly overwhelmed. And I think to you've got to be willing to look inwards, to reach out for help, to build your own micro-community now. I think it's all about reaching out to friends, family and forging even stronger relationships or trying to repair ones that maybe previously haven't been as good if, if it's possible. What has struck me again about being in this situation is that we've spent so much time with just our household and therefore it's limited our interaction. So this community, having a micro-community, will help us endlessly. A huge part of living with anxiety is that you feel like you're failing. There's a sense of disappointment for for me that I've been so incredibly ill at points, which I know is a funny thing to say, but it's really, really hard to reconcile that in your head and to... I I feel like I've let myself down by going down that path. Because a lot of how we see ourselves is can be because of other people's comments you're so pretty look how slim you are we we are the construct of what society deems as acceptable it shows control but if you fall through the cracks so to speak so if you put on weight as lots of people have through this pandemic the praise drops away there's a celebrity at the moment who has lost 40 pounds and i've been following her on instagram for a long long time and i actually met her uh, in real life after seeing her in Guys and Dolls. And she was always a bigger person and she was paid a bigger person. But she never really posted images of herself. Now she's lost all this weight. She is constantly showing off her new figure and she's worked hard for it and that's amazing. But in my head, I was a little bit like, okay, that's amazing. That is something to aspire to we can all look at that and be like, wow. But I also felt a little bit like, why didn't you celebrate your body like that when you were bigger? And obviously there was a shame and she has admitted to overeating and and using food as an emotional crutch, which again, a lot of us have done through this pandemic. And it's interesting to me that the more we feel badly about ourselves, the more we'll hide away. We won't, there's no, no, how can you celebrate yourself if you feel bad? So then there begins a vicious cycle of not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough. Maybe then, again, like I talk about negative behaviours coming into play, overeating, 
And then it goes around in a vicious circle because you don't feel good enough. So you stuff your face or you, or the opposite. You don't eat at all and you're punishing yourself. But they're both forms of punishment. And we do this and it is such a huge problem with obesity that people are use things as a crutch. They, we look outside and, we, and now more than ever... Food is just such an accessible kind of thing for us to hold on to, but with no long-term benefits. So this person has turned her life around and it is inspiring and amazing, but I will admit to being a little bit jealous. So what, you've managed to lose £40 in a pandemic? Well, bloody great. (laughs) I've got teeth marks in my fridge in on chunks of brie. That is a fact. It is not something I'm proud of, but I'm just going to put it out there. I'll tell you what I've been trying to do the last couple of weeks, though, which I I think have, have helped me, is that I've tried to look more at how to disrupt anxious an anxious mind. So instead of thinking, I'm having all these negative thoughts and I feel really, really anxious... I'm thinking, I'm starting to think, well, I'm not that thought. This is not me. This is a product of the anxiety, not who I am. So if I start to feel anxious, and it's horrible, I know, I, that creeping sense of terror, I, I now try to distract myself as quickly as possible, whether that's putting on a podcast or moving and going for walks and just getting out and having some fresh air. So interrupting that the, that thought pa- pattern. And I'm hoping that if I keep doing that, and that it will build up. Another really important thing for me is to try and practice kindness every day. Whether it's to someone in my family or smiling at someone on the street. Just to be a lot more present and connect with people and to see just the good and try and rise above this unsettled feeling I think that's the best way of putting it is unsettled and we will get through it and hopefully this time next year we'll be looking at a very different life and this isn't forever but at the moment with the dark evenings and not much to look forward to it doesn't feel incredibly amazing But like I said, let's practice a bit more self-care, be a bit kinder to ourselves, try and give ourselves a bit more of a break and accept that there are going to be days where we are going to cry in car parks and leave teeth marks in wedges of brie. And that's okay. So I'm wishing you all a lot of love and I just want to let you know that I'm thinking of you all and I can't wait to speak to you soon. 